WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey This hour of the Rich Keith Show is sponsored by Northeast Men's Health, the experts in treating men's sexual health with five New England offices or at northeastmenshealth.com. The Rich Keith Show. Here we go. You're now rocking with the Rich Keith Show on your radio. You're about to hear the chronicles from a topical, comical, and knowledgeable Boston sports talker dropping in hotter than a tropical climate. Breaking news, he supplies it, and you want the truth? Scoops Keith will find it. He's talking about all the sports. And he's also a hashtag dork. And the father of two sweet daughters. The leader of your squad for you evening marauders. And night commuters tune in and sit tight. Six to ten, more like six to midnight. Ow, the mic's hot on the Night's Watch crew. Celtics, Bruins, Pats, and Red Sox too. Doing this since the Rich Keith Project. Now we've got podcasts and Twitch stream content. KWFE on WEEI. It's the Rich Keith Show, so here's your guy. All right, welcome in. A Thursday night edition of the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart. Hart, how are you, sir? I'm hurt. Oh, no. Usually it's tremendous. Nine out of ten times it's tremendous. Today, hurt right out of the shoot. What happened? Height shaming is hurtful. It's not shit. You famously have said... The truth is never mean. And, and I so famously have is... told you I'm not that short. I'm the same height as an average American Stiz, male. Did you see this thing? So screw off. So, Stiz, this, he was on. He, I'll beat him to the punch. He was on TV yesterday. <laughs> oh, and he was doing, I didn't know he did TV. Yeah, so he was reacting to what we're going to be talking about here coming off the start with the uh, the coaches down in Foxborough. Gerard Mayo and his coordinators all speaking. So he was doing a side-by-side, the standing thing, right? So you're live down at the, at the, at the press conference. And they're like, hey, stand next to Phil Perry, who is a normal-sized human man. And no, no, no. Andy I'm Hart an average-sized is... human man. No, you're not. I am. American. Look what, it up. What is Phil, 7'2 now? What is he, Taco Fall? You, you son should of see a bitch. This. You should see this, this side-by-side. It's uh, it's odd-spiring. I'll have to look it up. And I don't I'm know just if Hart say. fell into like a hole in the... No, nope, no. Nope. Look at... Oh, yeah. So awesome job by Zeke putting it up. <laughs> Is a good oh, job by him. That's a whole head. That's a whole that's head. That's a whole head, bro. <laughs> yeah, and Phil's got to be like leaning a little bit when he's talking. He's Hart, not leaning. Hart, Don't Hart make it more than legs. it is. Hart's straightening his knees. Look at Phil's having to like talk down and yeah. kind of yell to Andy. Yeah, seriously. He's like, <laughs> I could have borrowed the box that others in the media use, but I no. went raw dog. That's growl. Is that what you did there? Yep. Yeah. And then Phil got into his motorcycle and Hart rode sidecar on the way home. <laughs> I think yes. I'll call him Mini Me. Like that is unreal. Like Phil's got to be maybe six two two. You think he's six, say two? six two? Throw yeah. that out. There. Yeah, you're go. Yeah. So maybe he's heightening. Maybe he's heightening. He's trying to stretch out. It's I don't know. Five inch difference. Get a national gig or something if he's a little bit taller. But yeah, that was. There was pretty a couple quick. times when we were literally doing it. And and he's he, looking say, down. No, but you know how sometimes you get awkward. I don't. I don't I, know. Not me. I don't know how many of those you do with the awkward. stand up and the hold the microphone. I'm not asked to do that much. Okay, no. so <laughs> I get a little like sometimes you start to like get antsy, so you kind of like roll on your toes. Oh, a it's little like bit. what do I do with my hands? What do I do right. with my body? So he rolled on his toes. So I'm like, I'm freaking yeah. rolling on my toes yeah. too. I'm not making this difference even grander while he's up yeah. on his toes. No, I think the first time I ever did that was on one of like the NBC night. 
shows where it was like, all right, usually you're at a desk and now you're standing. And it was like me, and I think I was kind of swag. Well, like, yeah, it's, it's not weird. windy. You're like, just stop. Yeah. What are you doing? And I'm not a true professional. No. And Butch Stearns was doing his own live hit right next to us. And Crushing I was like, it probably. Oh, what are we yeah. doing? Well, luckily, his, you know, he's like a news guy. So they get like two minutes and 20 seconds or something. Yeah, it's like, you got to make it quick here, Butch. We're- we did. Three hits, 20 yeah. minutes. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I got ahead of that, though. You can see that I have a self-deprecating <laughs> so sense of humor. I would humor. say Phil was ahead of oh, that. Oh, you son of, of a that. bitch. Not bad. Yeah, you did. You Look at this one. Look at Hart looking up. You see him? <laughs> Sorry. T- you gotta, on Twitch, uh, Zeke is showing it. But Hart did put it out on Twitter as well. So that was the smart play. That literally was a smart play to get out in front yeah. of it. At Jumbo Hart, if you want to see this visual. Rick Patino told me that. Like, make it part of your past. Get out in front of it. <laughs> is that what he did with the restaurant thing? Yeah. He did? I, I told you it was the worst 32 seconds of his life or whatever. <laughs> well, yeah, or what, best. What do you have? Maybe. Uh, but you guys were reacting to the news of the day yesterday. Gerard Mayo, yeah. uh, he had a Q&A and was doing it at like a seated table. What would you think of that? Does it matter? Is that a new? Because it seems like that's a new thing that they're going to do. Yeah. Well, I mean. He's not at the dais. Bill Belichick, talk about talking down to people. <laughs> it was certainly a situation when Bill Belichick would do that. He was sort of. Used to that, and it was, I don't know, snorting well, the mic. He would move the mic all around, and, like, that got worse over the years. He never yeah. used to do that. Well, and I never really understood all of it. Some of it was getting the, he was pissy with the NFL Network and their logos or something, wanted to get it out. I, I've never t- totally understood the whole thing. I think he's just cantankerous. Yeah, I would say there's Tough some, to work with. something to that. And he's like, well, I'm, I'm forced to do these press conferences, yeah. but you can't make me do it with the microphone three inches away. Well, guess what? I can You're push forced it. to do them yeah. because they help make you the $25 million a yeah. year that you make. No, I think Jack this will wagon. be... I think this will be good for... Uh, Bears might be listening. Like, <laughs> I think, right down the street. That's true. Congrats on the, on the new gig. But yes. I, w- I would say... Like, this is all good. This is all well and good. Like, you just need to win games. That's what it comes down to. When Bill, people really only turned on this when the team was bad. And people oh, yeah. were like, oh, how come Bill doesn't answer a question? It's like, I don't know. He never really did. A hundred percent. Fans, Patriot Nation, later in the tenure, were like, oh, why is he got to be so rude? Why can't he answer questions? Fitzy was the perfect example. He would do a post game, and I was like, you used to laugh about it. You used to make videos about, oh, Townie News. This is our coach does this. Our yeah, coach yeah, bats yeah. the media. Now you care? What's changed? Oh, the scoreboard. Right. That's all that's changed. So if Mayo goes out there and he's uh, super nice and he's sitting down and he's eye to eye with all of the reporters and he, and he gives you like the well thought out answers at one and seven. Right. They're four and 13 <laughs> again and be like, all right, do you yell at us a little bit. I don't care. Like you, just, you need to win. You need to get the results. But if you are going to go away from Bill Belichick, one of the things that we have said is. Uh, or one thing certainly that I've said, I didn't want a guy in the coaching tree from Bill because more often than not, those guys just try to be Bill. Mm-hmm. And so at least these are early signs of Mayo being Mayo, which oh, I think is nothing yeah. similar. So like, I'll take that. Like I can't, I can't complain about both, right? Like whole I, new world. I, if I had, brave, to, yeah, brave new world. If yes. I had to choose, I'll take this. But we'll find out whether it matters come September, October, November. We won't know in March, April, May. No, whatever. It, now I do believe. I've always said this. I do believe. You you uh, give yourself a little extra rope before they hang you. If you're nice, if you're smiling, if you're you know, oh hey Karen, how are you? Like there's yeah, people you, still think Doc Rivers is a good coach, right? That's so, unreal. Yeah, it, there is some of that, and so just to um, put it on the table, I know you probably talked about it last night, but mm-hmm. the format yesterday was four press conferences led by Mayo, then the coordinators, then this happy hour social thing at the Bud nice. Light or drinks. Field. Oh, Bud Light? Uh, no, no. 
I complained. <laughs> the happy hour, no drinks? Well, there were drinks. There were mocktails, and there were, and you know. I would have drove away. Somebody said this to me later that I never thought of. You know who ruined that? Tony La Russa. Uh, he might be one of them. Andy Reid's son. Oh, right, Remember right, Remember when right. he had that accident? Yeah, La Russa had like, back Didn't he have to, a DUI f- uh, coming home right. from a game and kind of thing? You, yeah, never mind. providing right. alcohol Fair for enough. people. It, not just it. us, but the coaches. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah Say yeah. one of the assistant coaches. All right. You can't have anything nice anymore. You can't. This is why we can't have nice things, but. Um, that was an off-the-record, uh, getting-to-know so session. So how does this work? So this was my big hang-up with Robert Kraft at the Super Bowl, and it, it's definitely a me issue, but he had he answered like three or four questions on the record and then talked for a long period of time, apparently, off the record. And you're like, all right, he's talking to a group of reporters, so they all know the same stuff. They can't go with it, but like, can they kind of? And then are the other ones like excited, like reading everybody's stuff, being like, hey, you weren't supposed to say that, like, Kind of a weird thing. I don't and so, know. so you're saying that the uh, the off the record stuff came after yes, the press after all okay. four pressers. Because even Gerard, if you watched his or listened to his, when he finished up, he's like, "So I guess I'll see y'all in about an hour or something." And he walked away. And then, yeah, we all and it's weird. Seventeen new coaches. It was. It was all the new guys. So, Elliot Wolf was oh, there. Oh, as the Wolf. Well. I know you oh. can't. I, well, yeah. There's my. Come where's, on, where's be where's ready. I I'm gonna need the yeah. They play that when he came out. No, like, here comes Elliot Wolf. So no press conference for Elliot Wolf, but he was oh, at the mixer. Well, he's not new. Yeah, right. So well, Mayo's not new. What do you mean he's not new? He was the on the new head coaching coach. staff last year. Oh, I guess, but he's the head coach. Elliot, I would say Wolf is in a new role. Isn't, isn't Wolf in a new role? Yeah, but why would he have a press conference? He'll have one at the combine. I'm guessing. Yeah, combine draft. You know, Patriots used to not do that. I'm guessing these new age Patriots yeah. that hold oh, happy yeah. hour socials off the record will have They're somebody speak at the podium at the combine. So you can't tell us about the details, obviously, or the specifics of what was said during the off-the-record portion, but how would you describe that, uh, the environment there? Um, very different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, eye-openingly different. Uh, that I would say, for my purposes, reinvigorating in terms of the coverage of the team. Nice. Just a whole different landscape. And I actually spoke with some other media members who had a similar view, like, oh, we're yeah. not going to be treated like the enemy anymore we're not going to be treated like for now that we could be shot if we step out of line at yeah. Gillette stadium you wonder how long this lasts in well, a way I, yeah. I wondered today if anything would be well this is why you can't have nice things somebody said something somebody reported something even, somebody wrote something but even think about it like mayo's first press conference that he had and then some of the follow-up interviews that he did and like the the one with burton that everybody, that everybody took jumped, and ran yep. eh, still the same guy i don't think they care though i don't think they care yeah i think they realize that and like that would that would be their question. The new the new regime. Yeah, right. And yeah. So Andy Gresh went on the radio and said Mayo said they're gonna take a quarterback. I don't think it impacts. Did them that at all. change anything? And it did not. Did they die? It did. No, they have not. Did they lose? Not yet. Are they not able to take a quarterback now? They still could. So nothing changed. That's why that was my. So take they away. are taking yeah. a yeah and right approach to this. Yeah, and I think that's probably a more modern, mature approach. Like in this day and age. Yeah. There are so many um, brush fires that we pretend are brush fires that are meaningless. Now, do you think that this is a... You no, know, that's true. You know what I mean? That's like, true. Yes, yes, Social yes, media, yes. Well, and like Google lies. This yeah, guy did this. This guy... Immediate, immediate, did you see who liked the post by that thing? Like, And it's like, who gives a well, rat's ass? Even us. I mean, we got to do a show every single night. You go, you do on podcasts all the time. Like, You have You're to talk right. about what's what's going on. So, and, so and, and I don't dispute all of it in my example that I just gave. Like... I do think I think Justin Fields is full of crap that it didn't mean anything that he unfollowed the Bears. Yeah, 
But most of them, I think it's okay if a guy who once played with a different guy likes mm-hmm. his tweet or whatever. I mean, hell, sometimes you do it by accident. Do you You're think this is through and you accidentally like, oh, I didn't mean to like from that. your be- yeah, true. From your best guess, is this what Gerard Mayo wants to do, and this is part of his sort of pitch, and this is what he's yeah. going to do, or is it a Hey, things got real ugly the last three years on and off the field. The team's probably not going to be great for the next two years. How can we try to win back the fan base? The fan base is more important than the media, but the mm-hmm. media is obviously the go-between. Yeah, The tone so, will be yeah, set by yeah. the media for the fans to some degree. So can we kind of soften that a little bit? And Maybe, you know, we'll be 7-10 and 10 next year, but it won't be as ugly. There won't be getting booed off at half because it'll be like, oh, everything's kind of changed a little bit. We'll actually answer oh, your questions. it might be uglier. It might be ugly. seven and ten. No, if I know they're that it really could be. bad. It might be uglier because people like the nodding stiz behind the glass mm-hmm. still have Belichick in their brains and their hearts. So people, they're even though they know the, it's sucked half lately, the crowd is in on Belichick still. Yeah, yeah. The suck lately will fade faster, in my opinion. And then Mayo is it? Look at Mac Jones. He's compared to Brady for better or for worse. He's yeah. not really compared to Cam Newton. No, no. Right? He's not the guy after the guy. So would be using where that you want to com- be, but they forgot about that guy. So. Is Mayo replacing bad Belichick, or is he just replacing Belichick? 50-50. I think it depends on who you I ask. I think he's replacing Belichick, honestly. The good by one? the time he replaces him in September, October, November, people aren't going to say, Bill sucked last year. This I yeah. think it's the totality of Belichick. And Stiz, feel free to jump in. You didn't raise your hand. I kind of <laughs> still allowed to speak. point to you as the super fan, the 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 outsider, the passionate. The Bill We Trust guy. Isn't, a still a, and definitely in Bill We Trust. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Aren't you comparing Mayo to Bill, not crappy Bill? Yeah, 100%. Okay. It's totality. Yeah. yeah. So I, I do think if he's 1-6 to start the year, there will be booze. I do and think what regardless helps... of the fact that Andy Hart said, oh, I had a nice chat with the assistant coaches oh, the be, I told you so. There will be some oh, that. Absolutely. I do think what helps Mayo a little bit is that Bill doesn't have a job right now because when Bill convinced Kraft to let Brady walk away, it's not like Brady retired. He went and won a Super Bowl. So if Bill was seven and zero with the Cowboys next year, he'd be like, "Oh, wait a minute!" Like I think that would be even. Meanwhile, worse. he's doing the uh, speech circuit or whatever at Nebraska. Yeah, he's he's yeah. So that you can't compare him head to head, and he's taking over a new team. But overall, I would say you know I'm quite dubious of the staff. Yeah, yeah. I'm quite dubious yeah. of the results. Yeah, that are going to come at least early, and I would say I left it uh, feeling slightly better. Um, maybe okay. even if just. Being honest as a human being, maybe rooting for them more, because I talked to a few different guys. Well, how can you some not, I knew, some right? I didn't, like, yeah. and they were all nice. Yeah. They definitely are on one page where we're human beings. Yeah, we, if you want to call it new bunk or whatever, like we teach from love and relationships and all of that. Kumbaya, right? Could work. It might not. Might not. And I actually and am yeah. probably not going to criticize or praise that as much as the result. Well, Just yeah, like and now, Bill, I, mean, and now I bitched about Bill when he won. He was right. unprofessional. He was a dink. He treated people improperly, in my opinion. And people used to get mad at me in the early days. Then they agreed with me when he started to suck. Yeah, of course. I didn't change. But I, I no, called him out early on. All along, you've been. He was a bully. Five foot seven this entire time. Is that why he was mm-hmm. bullying me? <laughs> it might have been. I see you, Ryan Garvin, two studios down, laughing way too hard. That uh, wasn't that funny. What do you guys think of uh, the Patriots coaching staff right now? And after yesterday, do you feel better, worse? Or the same uh, about what's going on. You can weigh in 617-779-7937. It's the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart. Right now here is Stiz with What's Trending. The Greg Hill Show. Weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI.
All right, let's get you caught up with what's trending now. Brought to you by Visit VisitFortMyers.com. After a long break for the All-Star Game, the Celtics return to the court tonight. They are in Chicago taking on the Bulls. Tip-off at 8 p.m. The Celtics beat the Bulls once already this season at home back in November. Boston has a clean injury report, and we could see the debut of two newly acquired players, Xavier Tillman and Jaden Springer. The Bruins beat the Oilers 6-5 last night in Edmonton with an overtime goal coming from Charlie McAvoy to secure the victory. There was actually a cool moment where Jake DeBrus made a bet with his dad that he would score a goal or an assist or have to do 30 push-ups. Now listen, you chirped me last time, but I'm going to go off the page a little bit here. When you were young, you and Jordan made us really nice gifts when you were youngsters. And one of them, you made... Oh, the golden tickets. And you know what? I looked over this whole coupon and it doesn't have an expiry date. So I'm cashing it in tonight, kiddo. A goal assist or 30 push-ups right here. I don't know if I can do that right now, but I'll keep that in mind. Appreciate that. All right, love you, kiddo. Have a good one, all right? DeBrus didn't have to worry about the push-ups. He scored when he backhanded in a rebound off Pasternak's shots with six minutes remaining in the second period. That actually broke a nine-game goalless streak for Jake DeBrusque. Bruins back on the ice tonight in Calgary taking on the Flames. Puck drops at 9 p.m. from the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. And the Red Sox reportedly re-signed left-hander reliever Jolie Rodriguez. Rodriguez was at the club's spring training complex in Fort Myers this morning. Chris Cotillo has since reported that the 32-year-old Southpaw inked a minor league contract. And Northeastern will pitch sophomore right-hander Avon Cabral against the Red Sox tomorrow. The Lynn native is 9-4 with a 2.78 ERA and 19 career appearances. Cabral attended St. Mary's High School in Lynn. That's where my siblings went. So, yeah. Uh, trending again brought to you by VisitFortMyers.com. Red Sox fans, it's time for spring training in Fort Myers. Cheer on your favorite team at JetBlue Park. Then explore the islands, the beaches, and the neighborhoods between games. Tickets for spring training on sale now. Start planning at VisitFortMyers.com. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Ritz Key Shows coming up. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say W-E-E-I's a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on W-E-E-I. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart, W-E-E-I. day after the uh, new Patriots coaches had a press conference. Yeah, the head coach and all of the coordinators were there. We spent a lot of time yesterday on Mayo and Van Pelt. We'll continue to talk about those guys tonight. Real quick, Hart, you were you were there. Anything of note with Covington and Springer? I don't think we even mentioned them yesterday. We were so talking about uh, Van Pelt and Mayo. Well, so I talked about earlier, like, everybody seems lovey-dovey and all on the same page, except for the one question that Mike Giardi asked to Marcus Covington. It was oh. the only cold moment of the press conference. Tough star for Giardi. And he's like, yeah, I was in on it. Just like stared at him. I was like, oh. So afterwards, I go to Mike and I go, um, does he hate you or something? Do you guys have a thing? He goes, I don't think so. You but do now, now? Now I think we might. Good. You need at least one or two yeah, rivalries. Yeah, lovey dovey. Everybody yeah, yeah, can't yeah. love everybody, especially if the team's going to have six wins. So my biggest takeaway from the on the record portion of the yeah. evening, which is way less interesting, but whatever, we'll talk about it. Um, did you notice how many times uh, it was said by the head coach that there's no egos? Oh, yeah, and about how it's going to be uh, mm. the collaborative was another who, hot But button. who could have had an ego? I mean, I'm just saying, he didn't say, but immediately my head jumps to, 
Oh, so you're comparing it to other staffs that maybe did have egos? And hmm. who would have had an ego? Well, I mean, look at who's gone. Bill Belichick, Bill O'Brien, Steve Belichick. Could any or any or all? Maybe start with Bill. Probably, Bill was my probably, first start. Probably Bill. Now he, he earned the ego. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Earned the ego with nine Super Bowls and all that. I think, but uh, also, yeah, I think Mayo. I think, they had I, think I think Mayo called out Belichick a bunch yesterday. Some of it was just sort of where the question was going, and it might have been an honest answer. But from what we know, like here's an example: when he was asked about if Van Pelt had uh, input bringing in coaches, filling up the offensive staff under Alex, did he make recommendations or did he have power over that hiring process? Yeah, I think one important thing is uh, for offensive coordinators is really to have the ability to have major input in hiring their own staff. Um, you want guy, you don't want to have to teach your coaches as well as now these guys are going to teach. You want them to have a fundamental understanding of your scheme. But in saying that, I would say it was a combination between, you know, Elliot, myself, Gro, uh, and AVP to really uh, nail the staff down. Because, I mean, famously, and I forget which of the many articles that was written about. I don't know Something if it was, about dysfunction, probably. But it was about the, uh, basically, Bill O'Brien was uh, put on the staff by Robert Kraft. But then when Bill O'Brien's like, hey, can I hire my guys? Bill was like, no. And then Bill O'Brien and didn't trust any of the, uh, the position coaches. And then, like Mayo was saying, your coach is now coaching the coaches when he should be coaching the players. And then yep. it's just a whole mess and nobody's on the same page. So the fact that they are going back to the collaborative uh, makes sense. That was one thing that they felt was one of the many issues on last year's team. So whether it is uh, Kendrick Bourne at the Super Bowl or Gerard Mayo sprinkling in some comments and some actions, I think it's quite clear that those of us that questioned uh, the ability for good coach to good coach, you know, just move from spot yeah. to spot and now, do the job. I would say the position's important or the, at yes. least the side of the ball at the very yes. least. And as I always said at the time, I thought it was just disrespectful to coaches. Yeah. To the Dante Scarnecchias. The reason he was the greatest offensive line coach is because he worked for 20 years as an offensive that was line his coach. thing. Yeah. I think if he, and he was a good coach and he coached well, other positions early yeah, yeah, in his yeah, career. Yeah. But we have experts in this world at everything. Yeah. And you pay for their expertise, their experiences. Right. So to just then flippantly say, like, I thought it was just disrespectful to the guy that predated and followed mm-hmm. uh, Matt Patricia to just throw him in there like, wait a minute, you think Patricia right. can do the same thing me, Billy O, did? I've been coaching offense for 30 I mean, years. The, in the history of the league, how many times has that happened? Right. It just made no sense. And it's it's good to be validated in a sense with like Kendrick Bourne when he was talking about how crazy it was yeah. to just think the defensive coach can now become the offensive coach. It's good to see it was sort of validated and the dysfunction that we saw from and the decisions we saw that we thought were going to be crazy and wouldn't yeah. work out, didn't work out, and that these guys agreed. And they're trying to right the ship. And they now have a bigger staff. You know, a lot of people have always talked oh, about the idea. massive staff. They but it's in line that, with the yeah. way business is being done. Coupled with the ones that are coming back, it seems like a fairly large yeah, you know, one thing we we wanted to make sure of is that we weren't duplicating roles, and so for for us, we were thinking about what value what value does this role uh, bring to the team. Now, for historically, we've always had small staffs, and I mean, it's hard to get things done that way in today's NFL. We weren't really thinking about. You know, the size, we weren't thinking, we were just thinking about how can we make this staff as good as it can be. Now, look, honestly, uh, after talking to a lot of coaches, your first year coaching, like you hope you put together the best staff, but realistically, I mean, it's a process. 
So I get two things very counter to Bill. Like, they're doing everything very different than Bill. Bill did have famously small coaching staffs. In fact, for many years, or there's a handful, remember, he didn't even have any former players. He was, like, the only coach in the league that didn't have former NFL players on no, the he staff. he had a lot of D3, yeah. like... Shout out D3 guys. Yeah. Like, interns that worked their way up, which is fine. There's something to be said for that, and I think there's reasons why he found some success. Sure, but you can also mix in, I don't know, former player to relate to the current players. former players earlier in his career, and yeah. then they phased out or he got rid of them. Yeah. And it, it was a weird stretch Pepper there. Johnson fallout, whatever Pepper that was. John, yeah. Pe- uh, he got passed over by Matt Patricia. Yeah, that, I don't that think may have he ascended at the level to which he... And, and grew frustrated with the yeah. communication and the way things were handled, the way a lot of people did. I think yeah, right. that was something else we saw over the 20-plus years of Bill Belichick is some of the same issues or the way business was done... Right. Annoyed people at varying points, like five years in, this person's annoyed, seven years in, ten years in, and you're like, wait, you went through it for nine years and it didn't bother you? Why is year right. ten bothering well, that's you? That's why Brady's so crazy. It was 20 years exactly. that it bothered him. So, and, and I yeah. think that was, you know, the wearing down of people around him, some of it due to the winning, right? It was mm-hmm. easier for them to take what was coming their way when they were winning and then not as... Uh, easy when they were losing. So this this is got to be a tone thing with me. I know you always say I have uh, my tone isn't right, but uh, yeah, Mike texts into the show says, "Rich, you seem to have a very negative slant towards Coach Mayo approach to communicating with the media and fans. Uh, can you name other head coaches currently in the NFL that were anywhere the DB that Belichick was? No, no, I I like it. I'm just saying like it's clearly different. Like I was just tr- sort of yeah. I was painting the picture like he was sitting down at a table rather than like standing up at a podium and he did this whole like little mixer afterwards which you would never get with Bill. I do think it's an approach by Mayo and in, in the in the new coaches to be like, "Hey, let's kind of swing it back a little bit. Like this team is probably not going to be con- uh, competing for Super Bowls in the next couple of years, but do we have to just be, you know, abused by fans and media over the next couple of years? Or can we kind of like work through this together? Why not? And as I told uh, your buddy Gresh the other day before going in for this, the classic, you catch more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. Like, let's just start off on a good foot. Maybe it'll go wrong. Maybe we'll get burned by the media and maybe we'll rein those things in. No, but this to me, I, I, I can't contradict myself. I thought Matt Patricia and Joe Judge were comically bad at their opening press conferences and them trying to do it a certain way. So now you leave New England, you yourself haven't done anything on your own, and you're acting that way, you're you're telling media to sit up in their chairs and you're wagging your finger to everybody. It's a lot harder to be somebody that you're not. So if you're Gerard Mayo and you would much rather just have like a conversation with somebody don't pretend. Don't like you have such a hard time not being yourself in like any kind of setting. You're gonna forget. You're gonna slip off. Right. Like whatever. Like just just do it the way you want to do it. And that is one thing that the the crafts are are sort of uh, open to. It seems like like all right, start anew. Like this is what you're gonna do. Like go ahead. Let's well, see what it looks like. And I think there's two different things there that may align, even though they're not um, intentional. I think Gerard may be Gerard. Yeah, like he's doing things the way. He wants to do them. And I think Robert could step back and Jonathan and say, mm-hmm. this might also help us through some bumpy times if it's a little bit more of a I would warm think they environment like with yeah, the media, with the fans, whatever. Yeah. Um, but in the end, if Gerard goes four and I'm not doing the math, but let's say he's four and 27 when he gets fired. Yeah. Then we'll make fun. Who are you to think? You corrected your owner in your introductory press conference. You <laughs> yeah, took the, little the pot shots at it's... Bill in your second and third press conferences. Yeah. Oh, you yucked it up. Yeah, it was real fun when you arrived. Yeah, so much fun. You got like we'll 
just the way we look back at Matt Patricia. Yeah. And if Matt Patricia brought three Super Bowls to Detroit, oh, the, the, telling the kid to sit up in the front row yeah, no. would be a footnote, or it would be hilarious. He People had his love it. thumb on the pulse yeah, of yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. He even brought respectability no, to the media corps. You can't say it's not about the winning. I mean, just the Detroit Lions back-to-back went Matt Patricia to Dan Campbell, and we made fun of both of them. And yet, now we're not making fun of Dan Campbell anymore. No. We're like, oh, Why? yeah. Because he's simple. winning games. He's winning right. games. All right, uh, let's go to the phone. 617-779-7937. Let's go to Joe in the car. He will lead off this hour with uh, Keith and Hart. What's up, Joe? What's up, guys? Uh, Rich. Yeah. Hi, I wanted to tell you guys, ask you guys, what do you guys think about Jason Tatum's comments about him saying he's the best in the world? Well, real quick, Joe, before uh, we answer that, we have those. Let's play them so everybody can get caught up to speed on what Tatum said. Who do you think is the best player in the NBA right now? Uh, myself. Is that, have you always had that kind of confidence? Because I don't, I asked you that question a year ago and you said it was Giannis. So what's given you that confidence? I got a lot of respect for a lot of guys in the league. Yeah. Giannis for sure. Um, Jokic, obviously he just won. MB, guys that won MVPs. Uh, then the list goes on. It's, the league is in a great place. I think, you know, the things that I've been through, um, just through my career, things that I've accomplished and yet, you know, I haven't got the ultimate championship i truly do believe every time i step on the floor i'm the best player all right so before we answer that joe what do you what do you think of it well that bothers me buddy that bothers me because he hasn't won anything like what do you what have you i get it the guys improved his game this year but why come out and say that right now why don't you win a championship um i i got i got one for you jason Tatum. how about you step up in the playoffs Show us something instead of the regular season, which I know the regular season uh, accounts, but cut, but in the playoffs, this guy's been nothing but a flop. I mean, that that kind of bothered, that bothered me because you gotta like this way you play, do your talking. Why even? I don't know. It just bothers me, and I don't think the kid Jason Tatum's too soft, man. He, to me, like I said, I'm not taking anything away from the guy. Well, a little bit, great player. <laughs> You know, soft. A little bit. Uh, you called him soft, and you said flopped. he shouldn't say anything, and he's been bad in the playoffs. So you're, I would say you're taking quite a bit away from him. Yeah. Rich, let me tell you something. When you looked at Kobe Bryant, when he got on that court, Michael Jordan, I can give you a, I, I give you about five, six guys that when they took a, when they stepped on that court, you knew just by looking in, the, in, in their eyes, like they were dead. Sure, and Joe, and and now you're talking about two of the, the greatest players ever to play the sport. But and I they didn't say, win till. The middle portion of their careers. Jordan didn't win right away, and Kobe won earlier, but he played with Shaq, right. yeah, so he wasn't the best player on the team. I mean, he was really good, don't get right. me wrong, but no, I actually don't have a problem with it. I think he also, had, he had other comments about how, like, face of the league, and he was like, yeah. well, I got to win a title. So he, he acknowledges how important it is to win a title. We were even playing the, like, the MVP is important to him, but he recognizes and completely understands that he needs to win a title. Also, when you're in the top five for players, Go ahead and say you're the best one. You that, shouldn't be playing if you don't think you're the best. It's like well, rapping. Yeah, but like, like no, if, I think if, if you're two seventy two, yeah, you can't do that. Like you obviously, if you're in I the NBA, always going to turn into a shot to at Jalen. First Brown. guy I thought of. What? But if you're in the NBA, you can't say you're the best player. You're obviously very, very good. You're better right. than every kid that you grew up with, most likely. And yeah, like Brian Scalabrini, if he says yeah, one I'm point, the best yeah, player, you can't do it. No. But I'm saying like you're a top five player and. Like, I don't know, Jokic was probably the best player, what, a year or two before he won a title, too. And I don't think people are like, well, you got to right. win something. 
But and and I feel like this weird thing has happened with me. Where yeah, I'm like Tatum supporting now. and yeah. defending Tatum. I think if people... Come on over. If he had said, you know, well, I think Jokic is better. I think Giannis is better. I think people would say, and that's why you're not better, because you think they're better. <laughs> yeah, you right. don't have the killer. Tom Brady would never say somebody else is yeah. better. Right? You like, can't win with damned if he's due, oh, damned yeah. if he don't. A question so like that is tough to answer. It. Yeah, and I do too. I'm, I have no problem. I am like Joe in that I am critical of Jason Tatum's past playoff performances. Yeah. I thought he got absolutely punked by Steph Curry two years ago. Yeah. And I thought last year he was way too inconsistent. He was part of the reason they lost. He's under the most pressure in the playoffs this year in the NBA. Yes. More than anybody else. And like, you can season, add that comment to it. You can add last year's playoffs, two years ago playoffs. But all those playoffs haven't happened yet. Right. The ones that matter. The one that he has said, if I win a title, I got something to say about being the face of this league. He just said at the All-Star break that he's the best player now he has to go prove it. Yeah. I actually like it. I think he's putting a bullseye on his back oh, or the, the weight yeah. of the earth on his shoulders, sure. as Randy Moss would say. It's fine. I, I, Reggie Jackson, straw that stirs the drink. Yeah. I think sometimes, again, if he didn't take on the onus of being the best player on the best team and saying, I'm the man and I'm going to carry us to a title and then I'm going to be the man for the NBA, I think we'd be saying we'd question his alpha dog killer instinct. All the things we've talked about for seven years. But also part of it, too, is when uh, whoever was doing the interview, I forget who that was, was like, oh, like you didn't – have you always felt that way? It's like, well, I hope not. He wasn't the best player in the league when he came into the league. He wasn't the best player in the NBA a couple years ago. Now you can make a legitimate case. He's absolutely the best player on the best team, correct? Yes. Like right now. I mean, I know the Nuggets and the Celtics. No, right now he's the best player on the best team. Right. So right there – that helps you make an argument that you're the best player yeah. in the NBA. And then the face of the franchise thing, not if we want to go down that whole road, but I think he's the best American player, and I think that kind of helps. Sure. I think that gives you a little bit of a leg up. Plus, a guy like Jokic. It's not ridiculous to say he's the best player. Now, no. I don't agree with him. Jokic. I mean, Jokic, Jokic. Is, Jokic is insane. And he's also, he ugly. would never do, he, he wouldn't do an interview. He doesn't care. No. He doesn't even like basketball, I don't think. Like, right. The guy is, he doesn't he is, like this country. He gets the hell out of here as soon immediately. as the season's over. When's the parade? <laughs> right. Like, he, that guy is so But unique. if you watch him, you can easily argue he's the best player. Yeah, but I could take Tatum over Luka. Like, a couple of years ago, I would have I taken Luka. But now, I, as great as he is, and even Giannis. Like, it's Giannis also a little like close. the quarterbacks in the NFL yeah. where... When we do our top five to seven, generally Fluid. now Mahomes is well, number Mahomes one. Is one right. He has become that Jordan, that Brady, whatever. But everything else is fluid. Two, year three, to year, four, five. Yeah, Lamar's yeah, yeah. great. Lamar had a down year. Josh Allen's the next big thing. Joe Burrow's yeah. great. They're all really good players. And I would think each one of them, would you'd want them to have the confidence. We always talk yeah. about it. If you're a cornerback, if you're a quarterback, and I would argue if you're the lead dog on a basketball team. Oh, yeah. If you don't think you're elite, if you don't believe you're the best, yeah. no one else is going to either. You're no. fake. No. You need to believe it. Yeah, there's probably even if you need to convince yourself, to think they're the best. Maybe he's faking it. Twelve. Maybe he's heard yeah. all the criticisms for years that he isn't an alpha. He isn't the killer instinct. He is never going to be the leader to lead a team. Maybe he's becoming a method actor and yeah. is leaning into yeah. the idea that Perhaps. I am the Perhaps. man. You know what is funny, though, and I know people have made this comparison before, but I was just looking at his basketball reference. You know how they do, like, the similar players through however many years? Yeah, yeah. You know what player he's the most similar to? Uh, Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, that's always the one that dogs him. It's been the argument, is he the next Carmelo? Right. We'll see. That's what I'm saying. The playoffs, it's it's all about him this year. But I I would also marry this comment with, if I win a title... I got something to say about it. Yeah. I like that. He didn't make it just about individual. Like, you know, the 
Remember that somebody asked LaDainian Tomlinson the question of, would you rather have your career and be the Hall of Fame running oh. back or win Super Bowls? And he was like, my career. Yeah, like, and and I feel like Tatum could be going down that road, but now he said, no, no, no I want. No, he's got to do that. Yeah, he's that he's too good. Yeah. Me. Yeah. I mean, he's already a Hall of Famer, right? They put anybody in that just from his one year at Duke, he's right. probably in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't. As somebody who's had a lot of problems with a lot of things, Jason Tatum has done and said. No, it's pointing in the right I direction. I like Jason Tatum more over the last week than I've ever liked him. How do you like that? Let's go to Michael in Rhode Island who wants to talk about Jason Tatum. Michael, what do you got? Um, just, uh, like, I don't know, like, what do you expect a guy to say in that situation? Uh, I think he's just being honest and you can't discount the guy like dropping 50 points in a game seven in the playoffs. So like, he's certainly done his share. He's been in the Easter conference finals, like almost every single year he's been in the league, made it to the finals, you know, and then it also just takes a, takes a little bit for people to break through. Like no one really comes in and wins right away. Hundred percent. Yeah, you can't just pick his good playoff 100%. games. Though. He's had plenty of no, bad playoff he's games. He's for sure had bad ones, and I think that's getting like brought up more and more. Like because I think some are suggesting. I think Windhorst was even talking about he was so bad in the playoff. He's like the last two years that's affecting his MVP candidacy now, which I think is insane. But I hate Brian Windhorst. I, the horse? You don't like him? Hate him. Okay. You don't. You know what? I he did. looks like an old woman. First of all, that's well, always bothered I got no me. He problem reminds with me of my grandmother. Gonna, I'm not gonna. When Grammy shame. Hart was still alive, he yep. looks like her. I'm not gonna look shame anybody. He, I what? didn't like. He, I never look shame. Let's go to segment one of this damn show. <laughs> oh, height. You're oh, you short. can only look you're shame people that are in the room. Little, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't talk behind people's backs. Wow. No, I don't either. I'm on a microphone. If Brian Windhorst is listening, he's listening. Well, I hated Windhorst for a while because he was LeBron's caddy, but then we actually had Windhorst on the show a couple times, and I was like, yeah, he's actually not no that bad wonder. of a guy. What? Did you have a little social with Brian Windhorst, and now you love him? Yeah, sure did. It's kind of like me with all the assistant coaches. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Take your Alex Van Pelt and stick. Oh, I he's can't a nice w- man. <laughs> I can't wait for the Covington story tomorrow about how great he is. All right, we're going to have our bet du jour. I screwed up the bet du jour big time for everybody last night, so we'll try to uh, find a winner here tonight. Uh, Patriots coaching staff, Jason Tatum, all that's on the table for you. 617-779-7937. It's the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart here on WEI. You can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash Boston WEI. And check out WEI on YouTube for our video on demand content updated daily. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEI. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart, WEEI, on this Thursday evening. Celtics and Bruins both in action tonight. We'll get to them. Red Sox, There's uh, believe it or not, there was some Red Sox news yesterday. Tomorrow, full throttle Friday. So we'll certainly have your Red Sox fill tomorrow. Bet du jour time. What is that? Great question. It's the bet of the day where we try to find a winner. And yesterday, we stumbled into a same-game parlay. And I lost it for everybody. I was all in on it. It was Stiz had Bruins money line, which was plus money. Uh, Fitzy had over six and a half goals in the game, which I think was also plus money. And I took a Connor McDavid goal. Connor McDavid scored last year, 64 goals this year, only 21 so far, but he's the best player in the world. The team scored five goals. Connor McDavid had zero of them and we lost the parlay. $10 Ten dollars to win eighty four. Loser. I know. It hurts. It stings. I'm twenty speaking of losers, I'm twenty one and twelve. Hearts three and ten on the year. Three wins, ten. Why do you seem to take joy losses. when you say that? 
You called me a loser. I was just going to the stats. <laughs> uh, all right, Stiz, where are you going tonight? What do you feel? We got NBA's back. You got NHL, full slate, college basketball, a lot to choose from. That's right. So uh, I'm going to go with the Celtics game. Celtics in Chicago taking on the Bulls. Speaking of my man, Jason Tatum, mm-hmm. give me first three-point field goal scorer, Jason Tatum, plus 320. Ooh, that's good juice. I legit bet that the other day. I think it was their last game before the All-Star break. I you, bet t- you bet a first uh, three-point? I did. Wow, I bet a Tatum. That's usually your style. I, yeah, I didn't We're bet a lot of money on, on it. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. That's on you. I didn't bet a lot of money on it, uh, but I did. Uh, did you hit? Nope. Some guy, I think it was uh, Bridges maybe for the Nets. I think it was the Nets game, and I'm like, I'll take Tatum first three. No, that team didn't even hit the first three. I'm like, oh, easy come, easy go. Well, you know what happened. It was fun. It's fun to play. It's fun to be a part of You only of need things. to win one of those to make up yeah. for a bunch of losses. So you keep reloading your account and reloading your account. Yeah, you might have a problem. There's an 800 <laughs> number I think you're supposed to call. Yeah, I'm sure that people are standing by. <laughs> uh, I want to go with an NBA game as well. The Indiana Pacers are laying 12 against Detroit. Detroit just had a taste of what a vacation can be like. I'm sure they got their mindset on uh, having a longer vacation. They come in tonight Eight and forty-six. They could go down as one of the worst teams in NBA history. What's the record? Eight and forty-six. No, no, no. Oh, uh, good oh, question. Is it like eleven or twelve? Yeah, that's a good question. We should. Look, I'll look that up. But the Sorry. Pacers are home and they are laying twelve. Yeah, but I think that's no problem. So I'll take the Pacers uh, by a dozen. Those big numbers bother me, as we learned on Tuesday with Tennessee. When they were getting killed, then they were covering, mm-hmm. then they lost, but they won. The 1947-48 Providence Steamrollers. Got steamrolled? Yeah, they won six games. But they only played 48. So that I don't know. I want the uh, 82, 82 game schedule. Oh, yeah, there we go. Uh, Philadelphia 76ers in 72-73 won nine. Nine wins. So, yeah, so Detroit will win more than nine, you would think. But, again, they're <laughs> currently under. Never know. Currently under. All right, uh, what do you have tonight? Uh, So I am getting back at it with uh, an area that I had some pros and cons with along the way. Is this Jalen Brown again? Uh, He's involved. Okay. Do you think Jason Tatum will score 20 points tonight? Yes. Do you think Jalen Brown will score 20 points tonight? Uh, No, I don't. Screw you then. (laughs) I do. All right. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, both over 20 points, gets me plus 103. Okay, I thought you were going to add Derek White or something. No, no, no. Else. It gives me plus little juice. Yeah, so plus money little for plus 20 money. points a piece. And I think it's quite doable. From the J- they do 30-30 all the time. All I need is 20-20. I don't need 30-30. All right. Stiz, that's a good bet, isn't it? It's a good bet, but like Keith said, I don't <laughs> know about Stiz. all the time. Yeah, I don't know about all the time. All, but. More likely than not that those guys will go 20-20. Isn't that how it works? Uh, so if I bet that every game, I'm going to come out on are top. Are you betting that every game? Well, the juice on it right there shows you what Vegas thinks. Yeah. Well, because Tatum is this month, uh, uh, minus 750. In five games this month for uh, Jalen Brown, 19, yeah. 20, 18, 15, 8. That was during his slump. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> you got to take that into account. He's coming out of the All-Star break and coming out of his slump. He got, right. How he, long does this slump go back to? his slump. Did he? He did. All right. Screw you. I don't know about that. You think he busted his slump in the All-Star game? Yeah. It does not count. Maybe he'll throw on the Michael Jackson glove. I'm just telling game. you. Yeah, I don't think he busted the or slump in the Or maybe he had a contest, true that's slump sure. buster in Indy. Maybe he did. Just saying. God bless him. Where do you think they stay in Indy? I don't know. Not Indy. <laughs> What's the closest uh, real city? Now, there's a couple nice hotels there. What is it? The W? Is that what it's called? I've never been to Indiana. The whole state. Been to Indiana? I don't think what so. about the Super Bowl? I didn't go to the Indianapolis one. 
Why? I don't think I was asked to. <laughs> no, I've only been to three. I went to Atlanta, Houston, Loser. and uh, yeah, I didn't work for the team. Went to nine. I didn't, yeah, you worked for the team. You had, yeah, but go. a lot of people who what, don't what work year for was the, the indie team. one. Yeah, but I was probably doing nights at the other place when they were in the indie one. And you I'm guessing. Super Bowl? What year was the indie Radio one? Radio Row. You ever heard of it? Did we Ever go this year? <laughs> did anybody go this year? No. So then there you did go. Not. So yeah, no, we didn't uh we didn't go, but yeah, no, never been to Indiana. I don't think I've been to many like Big Ten states. I like Indianapolis. Is it good? I the I think it gets a bad rap. When's the combine? That's soon, right? Uh yeah. Uh Tuesday it starts. You'll have uh probably Elliot Wolf talking on Tuesday, I think is the Are GM you going coach to that press conference. No. Nope. Is Cadillac? Nope. All right. Never well, heard back. Okay. Yeah. You, yeah I, mean, I sent yeah, some emails. I asked, and no, I appreciate uh, you know, that. Was not uh, responded to. All right. Well, at least you, you gave it a gave it a start. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Let's continue with the Celtics conversation because I think both players, you know, Tatum's putting a lot of pressure on himself. Jalen Brown is hopefully coming out of a slump. So the two star players, I think, there's going to be a lot of attention on them as they begin the second half, the unofficial second half of the NBA season. We'll do that. Coming up next on the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart, W-E-E-I.